Tonight on episode 10. Fuck, 10? Is it really 10 already? Tonight. We are young. <laughs> this is verse, chorus, verse. <laughs> Welcome to Verse Chorus Verse. I am David Liston. With me, as always, is Mr. Fun Period himself, Sven Knutsen. Sven, how are you? I'm I'm doing pretty good. You sure? Uh, I think. I, yeah, <laughs> I'm getting better. Good. I've got the remedy. <laughs> it's been just been one of those weekend weeks, like a whirlwind of stuff all coming at me. It's like drinking out of a fire hose. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Which is awesome. If you've ever seen, have you ever seen that movie? Um, I think it's called UHF. It's not VHF. Uh, it's UHF with Weird it's, Al. Um, a Weird Al Yankovic movie, but yeah. it's got what's his face that played Kramer? Um, uh, Richards. Uh, yeah. I don't know. There's a scene in that where this they they like blast this little like seven year old off of this fire truck. <laughs> that that. Go watch UHF, and that's my week. <laughs> and it sounds like that's that's what you wanted to do to your two-year-old today. Oh, man, when he did not want to go to bed. I'm like, yes. We'll have a few drinks and, and calm down a little bit, talk a little music, and get you in the right headspace. That's, that's what I'm here for. We're back to, I don't even, I don't know what you call them at this point, our classic episode, our... Reviews, uh, episodes. Yeah, an album classics. review. I, I gave yeah. Sven an album to check out. He gave me an album to check out. I'm not sure that we could have picked <laughs> two more different vibes for albums this time it might be possible if we if we went for it we probably could find as i was saying it i realized no there's definitely we could we could have <laughs> done better than that but still pretty good we'll go ahead and get into it first we we got to start with the most important part of the night Sven, what are you drinking this evening what am i drinking i've you know it's like a so far been a kamikaze of a refrigerator clean out oh um I like those nights. Which brings me to this beer that I, I think is only a year old. It might be over a year old. And it actually is brewed by Mother Earth Brewing Company, but I think it was for the Tree Fort Music Festival that didn't happen because of COVID. Oh. So it's as least it's at least as old as COVID has been around. And I've been saving it for God knows what, but I need to drink it before it goes bad. So it's called Timber Giant. Because, All right. And it's got artwork by the awesome James. Oh my God, he's going to kill me because I can't remember his last name. He does all the cool artwork and illustrations and shit for, um, for Tree Fort. Awesome illustrator and artist. We'll give him a shout anyway. out in the, uh, in the episode descriptions and all that. James, I'm sorry. I make up for I it. Can't remember your name, but yeah. You blew it, man. I'm a little bit disappointed that there is a beer that you've had in your fridge for a year. What's well, what's going it just, on? There? It was one of those like I was so stoked because the music festival and then the music festival canceled and then I was like, well, yeah, I don't I don't feel right. This could be skunky. Mm-hmm. Um, I, either way, it just needs to go. We're gonna give it a shot. <laughs> How is? It? Oh, it's good. Good. January twenty second. I'm a few months past. <laughs> Man, it's just gonna get more alcoholy, right? Who cares? That's the, well, yeah. Does it really? Don't look that up. Maybe. Just just trust Maybe. me. That's not true, but. That's fine. <laughs> He's got the mother of brewing company. I have a much more dignified drink in honor of one of our albums tonight. I am drinking a massive, massive mm. Bud Heavy. One of the more white trashier beers. And I'm not saying that in a bad way. I dig me some white trash beer every once in a while. <laughs> I will drink 
Coors Light, Bud Light, maybe even a, a Na- Natty Ice. Natty Light? Oh, Natty Ice. Ooh, you are hardcore. Camping beers. <laughs> Camping beers right there. So uh, that's about it. We, we're going to get into it. We're excited. We haven't really gotten to go over an album for a while, so we're going to take a quick break, and then uh, you will see why I decided to go White Trash Beer. Get it. <laughs> We are back for this week. I gave spend white trash heroes by Archers of Loaf. Mother. <laughs> so Archers of Loaf. I want to say first off, really want to thank Archers of Loaf and their team. It's happened only a few times so far, but when we get to actually play small parts of songs to describe what we're saying, it helps so much. So I really want to thank Archers of Loaf. They're a North Carolina band. From the little bit of research I did, I I didn't dig too much. They started out in the early 90s, I think 91, and then uh, it was about seven years before they disbanded. Um, And this, I think, was their farewell album. Yes. They might have had some reunion or some little things in in like 2011 and maybe discussions currently about possibly doing something again but this was kind of like their their final studio album yes it's kind of cool i'd never heard of archers of loaf i hadn't listened to anything of theirs before this it's always interesting when you get introduced to a band on their last album before i played any of their music i knew that this was kind of their their last thing and it's like okay seven years you've been a band you've kind of gelled your sound by now you kind of have this cohesive glue that sticks you all together it all makes sense that was kind of i think my expectation and so my review is is gonna come off probably like my most negative review to date i'm trying to say this very nicely i see even when i when i say something bad i'm gonna say it so nicely spend didn't Um, like this album very much let me say something because i totally get what you're saying out of their four albums, this was their last, and I purposefully didn't give you... This is probably my favorite album of theirs, but I don't think it's their best album. And I think most Archers of Low fans would probably agree with that. Mm-hmm. The one you were talking about where it's the album where they most gel and they've really found their groove, to me, that's all the nation's airports. So when you get a okay, chance... That was right before this, right? Yes, yes. Go right listen before... to that. That album's amazing. This one, it's... Their last album, they were pretty much already broken up. You can really hear it in the sound and the the songwriting. Just it got a lot darker. It became a lot more of kind of Eric Bachman's the lead singer vocalist, the one that goes. He went on to do Crooked Fingers. He's he's mm-hmm. the most followed of this group, the main writer. Yeah. It's an album written in the middle of a slow breakup of a band. And you can really hear it. You keep giving me these. Like, you gave me Kid A. <laughs> that was my takeaway from this. Was It was very much like, okay, this is like an experiment of some sort. Yeah. I think it was just a dark breakup sort of thing. The reason I picked this one is because it is. It's darker, more desperate. Not gr- I, I yeah. hate using the word grungy, but I'm just going to use it. I feel like I'm kind of giving you those type of albums to see kind of almost where your breaking point is (laughs) yeah and you're doing the opposite to me you're kind of giving me these pop ones to see what what can i give him (laughs) (laughs) i keep going more mainstream with you so before we go any farther sven let's guess each other's favorite song on this album i think i'm going with um one slight wrong move 
Perhaps. Gotcha. I think I kind of know why you would have picked that it's, too, which is not a dumb reason no, at all. No, and it's kind of right between a, yeah. a couple things that I'm going to talk about. I usually do something when I'm picking songs for you, and then I change my mind, and there's a specific reason <laughs> this what I'm saying makes no fucking sense, but I'll explain <laughs> it later. I picked for you the the title track, White Trash Heroes, which is the last song on the album. Yes. That's what I picked for you. I'm, I'm kind of glad that was your pick. Let's get to it. And when we get to track 10, Woo. White Trash Heroes, it, it starts, okay, when it first started, it starts out with some energy that I like. Immediately what came into mind is if I walked into a bar or a club and I didn't know who was playing, you know, the, one of those situations, you're, you're just out on a night out and it, this would catch my attention. I'd sit down with my beer and I'd probably dig in and ignore my friends for a little bit and, and soak this in for a while. Yeah. I, it's that kind of a band. I, I feel like I've heard a lot of bands that sound like this sound. Do you think that there is a part of this album for you that is a little bit of a, how would I say it? Kind of like a, you had to be there album. You would have liked this more if you were, if you knew of it when it came out and you were of the right totally. age. Does that make sense? I, I think that, that was my feeling yeah. this whole album. Every track I felt lost and felt like if I had known this band, if I yeah. had listened to their other three albums, if I had listened to some of their EP, if I had caught this band live, I think that's had the opportunity to see Archer my, uh, my Uncle Dan, he's been around the Boise music community forever. He worked at like the original musician. Hey, I'm wearing the shirt. Musician's he Pro Shop. At, like That's right. The original Musician's Pro Shop. And he just knows a lot about, he like, I think he played basketball against Doug and just all that sort of stuff. He saw these guys at the Neuralux. Okay. And he said that the the place just went fucking berserk. I, it was yeah. they just tore the place down. Which that this is, is this is very much a bar band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it doesn't surprise me that they played the Neuralux because Alan booked yeah. some of the awesomest stuff there. Between that and back when the Dead Horse was around, that was the guy that brought Nirvana to Boise. Yeah. So yep. Archers of Loaf reminds me of a lot of that type of band that I hear here. And mm-hmm. it's a good venue, good good history behind it. Um, but going back to the Fashion Bleeds, their, their first track, right? Honestly, my favorite thing about this is when like the weird synth toggly part that goes back and forth. That it's like halfway through and it sticks with it for the rest of it. Yep. The synth parts and the the effects, what they do with their guitars, the bass sound. I really enjoyed the way that they created textures with sound uh-huh. in, in this album. The vocals, I think I was built up like waiting for something. I, I don't know. I had expectations that didn't get gotcha. met. Probably unfair expectations. Eric, there's two Eric's in this band. Yeah. Um, Eric, Eric Bachman he... on vocals and guitar, Matt Gentling on bass, Eric Johnson on guitar, and Mark Price on drums. He has a very early 90s voice. He does. That's what I felt like. I felt like this album, and I rarely say this, but this album could have used him screaming a little bit. There's a few times I felt he wanted to and didn't, and I'm like, why did you just go for it right there? Gotcha. But in general, at first I thought it was really just heavy distortion and compression on a guitar. I don't know, humbucker pickups that are just, I don't know. It was really nice, cool sine wave, but I'm... Yeah, know, they do probably use consistent synth. keyboard work and like clavinet work. And the next song that you'll go over, he plays like a cheap little Casio... Yeah, and I y- love that. Y- y- yeah. I love that yeah. on, on um, Dead Red Eyes. Yeah. And it created this nice little drone 
sound that then they could yeah. build stuff on. Right. Yep. Um, like my favorite thing about this was the first time I got to hear this dirty, gritty bass tone. Very Their dirty. bass player has yeah. this, all, and I love that. It reminds me of like punk just bass. Rips I mean, this right is, through yes. the keyboard, just yes. rips it. Yeah. yeah, it's not all low end. There's enough high end. With I'm not a fan of the vocals on this track. It's the soft. Timid. I will agree with you that I like it way more when he is in more of his when he's yeah. not kind of this, messing with the falsetto and doing the this is, yeah like a false experiment yeah it kind of reminded me of you know like when adam sandler <laughs> does his joke voice when he's singing gibberish when he goes and we just lost half of our listeners doing the worst adam sandler impressions they've ever heard oh <laughs> i know that was horrible like all in all i think i liked the track until until vocals and then it was really hard for me to pay attention just bachman kind of revolves through two or three maybe four different ways to use his voice i i can totally see that i really can i don't know if i've just gotten past it just because i like their music so much or if i just know for his voice even if i don't love the way that it works with every song there are certain songs that they've written a couple of very specific songs on this one i'll tell you the pinnacle of how his voice works perfectly in this band when we get done with this, go listen to the song Strangled by the Stereo Wire. Okay. It is a fucking anthem. It'll kick your ass. It's there. I heard it on a couple tracks. Mm-hmm. The next track, track three, INS, where he does the weird megaphone effect, or I don't know, like the, the distortion. Which I hate. I, I hate it when artists do this. I don't know why they do it. Yeah. If it's for one line, because it, it makes sense in context, it was, it was hard for me to really get to much more of it. Perfect time. Again, like I think it's the vocals. That's that's what I, I feel like. That awesome bar band that I want to hear, and then the singer starts, and I get a little bit lost. I, f- I feel bad it's saying a, it. You don't have to feel bad saying it <laughs> because I completely disagree. And that's the beauty of this whole setup that we have, is that where you might not like something, I get to come out and say that, no, I think you're wrong. I think it's amazing because I love it. I love his voice in this. It's natural. It's kind of calm. I love the, the backing guitar. This song is a great example of the Archers of Loaf have some of my favorite guitar sound that I've heard. It's not overly raunchy, but it is raunchy. If I were to aspire to try to get the perfect guitar sound for what I want to hear, I think it totally is for In me. general, this band, I think, nails a lot of awesome guitar sounds. And I love how they have... Uh, at times, two guitars playing these cool counterparts to each other, and then panned left and right. Yeah, but it just—it just doesn't sit. It's a—it's a—it's just taste. I it's think. also, you know, I, it's, he's not a bad singer. This is also kind of a. You're a very positive person, and I know that doesn't mean that you don't like dark music or anything, because I know <laughs> tastes, and I, you know, we've listened to dark shit before. Morbid Angel, but this is a very, you know, when I got really into this album, I was in a terrible place in my life i had just taken off to reno i was doing dumb shit with dumb people in a i am sorry if we have any fans from reno but in a shit town <laughs> i'm pretty sure anyone in reno is like yeah it's shit town That's <laughs> it's much just, it is it's a shit town with shitty attitudes of people doing shit things and this album totally fit 
that point of my life. If you listen to the lyrics and you really listen to the song, it it was kind of the perfect soundtrack. You kind of described to that. You described my Conor O'Burst phrase where I got really into bright eyes <laughs> and, and Elliot Smith at the same time. Oh, ooh, that's Urgh, yeah, that's you want to talk uh, about dark and de- yeah. Okay, this next one, the slick tricks and bright lights. When it first came in, I I was like, oh, cool, a little blues progression, blues riff. Then that falsetto, timid. Like his vocal cords just have just barely enough air going through them to make them crack a noise. I guess the more I listened to it, the more I started to dig it. (laughs) Here's the thing about this song. If it wasn't for the breakdown into the I don't understand how you got the upper hand and the, 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 the little uh-huh. telly pluck, I wouldn't like this song if it wasn't for that breakdown. But what he's doing to get into that breakdown makes that breakdown just epic. Yeah. It caught me off guard. I didn't expect to like it. This one slight wrong move, right? The cool little like electronic percussion thing that they start out with. Is it, it To me, it almost sounds like he's bashing on piano strings. I guess it could be. Whatever he's making the noise with, it's percussive and it has this Nine Inch Nails kind of quality to it. Yeah. And um, I, yeah, I could see that. Um, I guess I get really into the dirty, gritty stuff on this album. Is it a stylophone that's in this song? I'm pretty sure it is. You could be right. I love this song. I love the lyrics. I love the whole the hundred million people could be wrong. Yeah. Which, this whole song is basically saying fuck being a famous musician. Yeah. He this and I think that's one of the reasons that they had such a hard time as a band is they were in that back of that generation that they didn't want to get famous or answer to labels. You don't want to or, sell out. Yeah. You try really hard not to sell Because out. they had, they wanted to do, be doing the bar scene. and, and Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I actually like his vocal on this. It, it, to me, it reminded me of like if Iggy Pop and Mick Jagger had a vocal baby. Um, <laughs> I like I like that. This raw, like, yeah. I don't give a F. I'm, this is my this I appreciate is my you censoring yourself for me. <laughs> my mom told me that I swear too much on this, so <laughs> I gotta start, I gotta start cutting out the Okay, the mama, <laughs> we're, we're gonna wash ourselves. Anyway, banging on a dead drum. D- did this drive you nuts because of the vocals? I think so, They're yeah. Kind of it's, screamy. It's that. Where I didn't like the whole like megaphone thing, I love this. This is very Tom Waits. Yeah. This makes me want to do a shot of whiskey and then another shot of whiskey and then walk <laughs> through a shitty bar and get in a bar fight and go home and make love and eat a steak and smoke a cigarette and then climb a mountain and then go to sleep. All at the same time. Yeah. This song is totally the slide guitar and the distorted vocals and the cowbell and the, you know, the droning bass. That's just, I I love this song. That brings me to the next song. All right. Smokers, Smokers in Love. This is a pretty cool track. Grindy bass that I talked about. I love that grindy bass. The bass tone on this awesome. It's some plain old rock. I love all the sounds that they used on that, from the keyboards, the bass. There was a lot yeah. of that. The guitar, it's oh, all yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. And um, Sven, do you know who loves instrumentals? Hey, I, this I'm guy. Just gonna say, I love this him. Is awesome. So that was a cool track. After the last laugh. Uh, again, it's just like he just can't settle on the vocal style, and I, I'm seeing that that's his thing. It just makes it hard for me to follow him from track to track, and it's not that I don't like people that switch up the vocals. 
for some reason on this album. Yeah. I like the layers on this. I think the layers are really good. I love the slide guitar. Guitars on this were awesome. The straight like. minor and the whatever else. It's this, the, the guitars yeah. on this reminds me of everything that every indie band in like about a decade later tried to do. Yeah. And then the single, this yeah. is the one that has this cool ending is just like this giant sing-along where the instruments finally fade out and it's just them i'm hoping it's all their friends like this crowd of people uh, all singing along i love it and the, the lyrics that they're that he's singing to the, the, after the last laugh to swollen and shrunk when all that's left for the true beer hall drunks it's true beer i could not figure out that line true beer hall drunks oh, that's the, left it's me. this big kind of not happy ch- it's almost like an old drunken irish right. chant this kind of happy feel and then you start thinking about what they're talking about and they're talking about people that are still by themselves in the corner of the bar with their beer at 2 a.m. and and the you know the ones that aren't going to make it and it's uh, it's really depressing and you I like, love you, it. You do love the contrast of the happy sounds with the depressing lyrics. This is just it's such a dark, sad album from a band that was typically they're typically a little more angry and whatever than they are sad. This album is the album that when when the team realizes that they are going to lose, it's the fourth quarter and they're like fuck. We're losing this game. This is the soundtrack for that yeah. feeling. <laughs> I, I totally see how you set me up for this this album now. You set me up totally for this review. I love this album. So maybe I'm just trying to expand your horizons, Sven. Um, White Trash Hero. The, the, the title track, though, let's get to that because I want to say the vocals are amazing on this. So I feel like this whole thing gets redeemed. There's some awesome harmonies there's the backing vocals are awesome the synths are on point it's not a complex song it's a pretty simple pretty simple chord progression no but yeah i there's not much i can say about this song it's one of my favorite songs of all time i worship it it breaks my heart and the wonderfulness every time i hear it a lot of emotion as an adult there are a few things that make me feel that way this album is one of them for me this song has one of the best examples of the guitar yeah. sound towards the, the end the duet guitars that i mean the, the two of them i love it when people write guitars like that that they mesh really well they're not identical i think they do this really well yeah. on the whole album it's just really it's really easy to hear at the end of white trash yep. heroes all in all i love the instrumentals i wasn't super stoked on the vocals i found i found it distracting me more than anything else you feel a lot like jim felt jim left a bad review on amazon Uh, all right well let's let's yeah let's let's amazon reviews are back ladies and gentlemen there are some bad reviews this week because there's always gold on amazon all right so jim on amazon gave this album one out of five stars Archers of Loaf is my all-time favorite group. What, what did they do in White Trash Heroes? The album is correctly named. It's trash. I like heavy guitar, but these songs have no rhythm and almost no guitar. Eric's vocals aren't raspy like the other albums, and Eric's newer group, Crooked Fingers, sound like the White Trash Heroes album. Big mistake. I don't recommend it. So... He didn't like that. He didn't. Was this a transition album for Eric? Yeah. Oh, totally. Totally. 
He so so he was already with Crooked Fingers. Okay. So it wasn't to set myself up for it, but I think that the rest of the band was so out of it, they were so uninterested that I think this album instead of being a Archers of Loaf collaboration like I think All the Nations Airports was, I think this was basically a super depressed Eric Bachman yeah. writing a super super I mean Dude, Archers of Loaf was a huge culty band for a while. They had a, a massive following, touring like crazy, and they loved what they were doing in each other. So yeah. it had to have been hard. No pun intended. I just love the whole arch of their band's <laughs> albums. I think their little four album run yeah. is perfect, and I'm glad that they didn't force it and try to keep going. Let's get into the awards and categories. Influences and influencees. I hear a lot of what you'd expect from, you know, I hear Sonic yeah. Youth and yeah. Pavement. Oh, Pavement. That's a the original, call. you know, the Pixies with the, yeah. the original Soft Loud Soft bands. Definitely under the influences category, like everything that's ever happened that's like that. Fine Wine or Skunk Beer Award. I'm actually going to surprise you here. I think that this is more of a skunk beer people don't want music like this anymore they don't want the sonic youth the, the that sort of and i think that fans like me and probably other art i think there's something that we like about that there's something kind of this is yeah. ours and you can't have it i'm right there with you i agree yeah i agree never mind the bullocks award this is not their best album but is the one that's probably most important to me I don't think they have a best album personally. I think each album is very different and very wonderful. I do think that if you did hear the rest of their discography, you would definitely think that one of their previous two albums was probably best. John Paul Jones Award. Actually, right. you talked about him earlier. I put down Iggy Pop. I thought it would be this would be fun right? Iggy Pop music. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess I said Iggy Pop, Ringo. I, I'm not Ringo. Mick Jagger? Ringo. 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 Wouldn't that be Ringo cool? Jagger. Ringo Starr <laughs> was drumming on it. No, that would suck. What did you smoke before this? <laughs> <laughs> uh, a two-year-old's vocal cords right in my eardrum? <laughs> All right, let's do the uh, the John Popper Award. What's do you have a best hook? It's not really a full out hook. It's just the synth part in track one. Mine is the chorus into the end of White Trash Heroes. The it ends life along the neon sky. It, I just that that hook. Okay, is, I, I kind of want to insert fan, like a part to two to my answer then, because <laughs> because the big sing along at the end of okay. after the last laugh kind of did it for me too. Eddie Van Halen Award. Mine is actually a lyric, which is the, I love the 100 million people could be wrong. Which was in the one slight wrong move. I love that. I love that line so much. For me, it's, it's whenever the guitars duet with counterparts yeah. and they pan one right and the other one left. Anytime they do that with the guitars, I I love it. Surfer Rosa Award, no, it's not top heavy. It's not anything. I love this whole album. But I, what about you? Do you? I like you... the second half more than the first half. So I guess yeah. Time of Your Life Award. What what's your least favorite song on this? Probably 
banging on a dead drum because really? the megaphone. I don't know. I was I had a hard time making it through that song. My least favorite is INS, and it's for pretty much the, okay. the same that, exact. That reason. would have been another contender for me as well. The megaphone yeah. thing I don't love, but where we definitely differ are three best songs in this album. My third favorite is "Banging on a Dead Drum." I, I love that song. My second favorite song is "Perfect Time." And it sounds like we agree on favorite song on this album being White Trash Heroes. Yes. I will start there and say my favorite is White Trash Heroes. White Trash Heroes, then Smokers in Love, the instrumental track. That's a good song. Something about Slick Tricks and Bright Lights, because it's yeah definitely the, the most different from everything else. I will tell you what I did this time. Because if you didn't notice, I guessed your choice right. You can, Yeah, you did, yeah. What I did this time is I sat down and I thought, my first instinct was, you know, I bet White Trash Heroes is his favorite. But I always do that. And I'm always like, no, that's your favorite, David. <laughs> but then I went back and I was like, no, 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 no. It's actually just a really amazing song. He's an artist. He's going to get it. For sure. Hands down. Who won the album? I'm going to let you start. It's the guitar parts. Yeah. Like, the guitar is amazing. It, the guitars the guitars are the hero of this I, album. I am actually going to say Archers of Loaf. This is such a good bookend of an album. A lot of bands go too long or not long enough. They knew that they were done. And I think that's great. And I got this super amazing, beautiful, depressing album out of it. Good job, Archers of Loaf. I love you. Rate the album, Sven. What did, what did you give this? Oh, you're drinking a Coors Heavy. What, what? You got a Coors hey. Heavy and I've got a Bud Heavy. What? You weren't supposed to see that. That's one of my, that's one of my secret beers. Oh, I did. If I had to rate the, if Well, if I had to, I do have to rate this. You have to. That's part of the thing. I'm going to give them, I'll give them five out of a baker's dozen. I am giving them nine out of ten draft beers sitting at a dive bar. The, I love this album. I think it's fantastic. I think it's a watermark away from a David ten out of ten. Wow. I love it. Hey, that's it. Hey, you know, part of this that's too, it. like, that's... I mean, God, it would suck if we both agreed on every freaking album, right? I agree. And uh, if you're a rock band, I don't think you want that. I... If I'm a rock band, I want to hear, t- I want to hear two people yeah. arguing about me. I want to hear one person saying, and... those guys suck. And I want to hear somebody else say, no, hof- you're an idiot. And hopefully they're yeah. like, go listen to our other three freaking albums because that'll win you over. And I'm going to. As they say themselves, a hundred million people could, could totally be wrong. wrong. Got one more review we will be right we are back all right this week, I gave David Some Nights by the band Fun. Period. <laughs> Period. <laughs> Capital F-U-N. Yeah. Let's have some fun. All right. Some Nights by Fun. Recorded in 2011. It was produced by Jeff. Is it Basker? I don't know how to say it. I think it's Basker. He's. I mean, he's one of the more prominent producers of yeah. the 2010s. He did Kanye and Jay-Z, like Uptown yeah. Funk, yeah. a ton of humongous hits some nights won just a shit ton of grammys and they have like six million downloads i didn't study a lot about this sort of stuff but apparently that song 
the song Some Nights broke just a shit ton of download records. And this is one of only two LPs from them. They've been on hiatus, quote unquote, since 2015 with really not a word. As far as research into this... Am I am I missing any? Are there any prominent production points or anything that I'm missing, Sven? Emily Haney did tracks eight, nine, and eleven. So she did three tracks on this. Oh Only, shit. only slight. I mean, all in all, I don't think you detect it. What do you like or don't like? Before we get into that, let's guess each other's favorite songs. Oh yeah. I think your favorite song is "Stars," and the only reason I think that it's "Stars" is because there is a very, very solid kind of funk bass drum thing going on in that song. So that's that's the one I went with for you. What do you think my favorite song is? I am not a hundred percent on this. I'm I'm gonna say We Are Young. Gotcha. I feel like I'm so off all the time with you. You surprise me still. For those of you that don't know, we don't force one specific album on each other. We give each other three albums to pick from. Dude, this was this was for the behind the scenes special. Oh my bad. Would, would you, Edit that out, you... David. Um, <laughs> so in a way, I did kind of pick this. And I picked it for a very specific reason because I knew one song on this album. Uh, let's just say I had a very strong feeling that I was not going to like this album. And so I wanted to have kind of a prove me wrong type ah. type episode because I I don't completely understand how the fuck Sven likes this album so much. <laughs> so that's I don't know what what was the bigger song in this album? Was it We Are Young or Some Nights? I think Some Nights you can play two chords and a piano back and forth and people at least close to 2012 would be like, oh, that's that song. So they were both they were both pretty massive then, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Some Nights probably just a smidgen more. So unfortunately for your guests, I was wrong. You're very wrong. I'm going to start my review by saying that the only song I knew coming into this was We Are Young and I did not like it at all. Ooh. That was why I chose this. Like, you know what? I kind of think I might hate this album and I want to hear Sven's take on it. I will say that I do like Some Nights. It's it's super fun. It's catchy. I can run to it. I don't love it, love it, but it, it's, you know, it's good times. It's a good story. Yeah. There are some really good lyrics in it too. Some nights I wish my lips could build a castle. Sometimes I wish they'd just fall off. Trying twice as hard and I'm half as liked. Well, and then he will say some weird line like that they're trying to jack my style. Which I Like, what? Here's come again to jack my style. I don't, yeah. Like, huh? And then... Yeah. No, that does, that does seem a little like you've already made it, but they hadn't quite... They're not quite a style jacking band, right? Not at they all. They haven't been around long and enough what, to be well, like... And the song... Yeah. That song has nothing... That song is has nothing to do with that. That song is yeah. all about kind of trying not to give up and this and that and stuff. And then he has this one line about they're trying and to you jack know me. St- I'm like, yeah, I'm not the most lyrically. The rest of the song is very much about relationships and things like that. And that just kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah. So that's, that's a pop music thing though. Like every now and then you just throw in this, <laughs> I don't know. The intro of this album, it's fine. It's kind of, I don't know, Panic yeah. at the disco E kind of doing this wannabe symphonic mm-hmm. operatic whatever the problem with this album there are things on this album that actively piss me off yeah like there's there's the the song out on the town i sit there and i start getting mad listening to it the guitar the hook the beats i'm not a song skipper when that song comes on and i'm having to try to listen to it to pinpoint things they're also you know 
to me, their songs are way too long for the style of band that they are. You expect these kind of, you know, three minute ditties. Two minute, yeah. And you get these five minute, 30 second ongoing things. It Gets Better is another song that makes you really mad. I hate the intro. It's this tired 2000. It's almost like a late Blink-182. There's no dynamics. It doesn't Mm. go anywhere. Mm. It's like they made a song to perfectly encapsulate what I don't like about newer music. It doesn't bother me. I kind of get what you're saying. It's just like stuck out there at the end. Yeah. I guess I haven't really played that much attention to it because to me, like Stars kind of closes it and then that out of out gotcha. of the town kind of is like a some nights that was the song that got me into fun um some nights um which is also why i, why some I, nights. I guess i thought it was the most famous it was yeah, the one that song. i heard first so i hadn't heard of this band until i heard some nights and um i gotcha. actually at one point covered it on piano it was really fun to play and then I dug into the rest of the album. So We Are Young, all these other songs were kind of afterthoughts to me. It has a lot of characteristics that you'd expect from a band from 2010 through 2015. You know, they're smack in the middle of that. They're so into the epic snare bass drop yeah. thing. And they want everything Everything's to be Everything's produced symphonic. to like the maximum. Yeah, and when you look at who they hired as a producer or who their label hired. Yeah. They kind of had that mainstream thing going for them. I think they aimed to be a mainstream pop band, and yes, they did it. I've been throwing a lot of these mainstream or like more really, really poppy things at you. Yeah. Mostly because it's new to me. That genre is something I've most recently grown to appreciate. I'm not saying that you don't have an ear for music. You have one of the best ears for music I've heard, but it seems like over the last five, six years, you've been way more into the production part yeah the production on this album is phenomenal to me it's the songwriting that sucks i'm gonna get to stars i hope that you don't take offense by the fact that i called this your favorite song because i fucking hate this song (laughs) it's not because it sucks because they're they have this really cool in the background they have this kind of R&B bass yeah. this yeah. really great kind of funky funky drums mm-hmm. awesome and then over it they have the most nagging squealing auto tune I've ever <laughs> heard in my fucking life but I love it and I'm a, I'm not I, so it's no surprise that I'm not and everybody knows I'm not a fan of auto tune yeah. but this is more than just auto tune this is I want you to turn that fucker up to 11 and just, I want to sound like 72 dying cats. And there's, yeah, there, and there that, is. There's like 70 copies of his voice. Just all. Oh my God. <laughs> I I hate it. I hate it so much. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing so hard. That's awesome. Oh, I love that you hate and, it. And I'm kind of the same way with one foot. Yeah. They do this kind of intro timpani brass guitar thing and then they just do it the whole yeah. song yeah yeah it's like dun 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 dun, dun. <laughs> and it's it's that for four minutes <laughs> i will say that there are a lot of really really good harmonies in this album yes there's a lot of this kind of 60s 70s even 80s influence uh-huh. Uh-huh. I hear a lot of Queen, yeah, Elton John. Yeah. There's even like maybe some Ario Speedwagon 
type of harmonies in here. I think this is one of those things that really highlights the difference in the stuff that I latch onto versus what you latch onto. Yeah. Every now and then a band has everything. Uh huh. And then there's every now and then these bands that cater to one side or another. And I think this really highlights some things that like I really get into that all you could probably do without vice versa other times yeah. but kind of seems like we both chose very similar albums for, for each, each other, other exactly in that sense yes. i think i think we're purposely doing that to each other here we're 10 episodes in and we're already just completely fucking with each other <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna be exhausting <laughs> <laughs> why am i the one is a song that kind of encapsulates that for me the aspects that are good but in the end i will listen to why am i the one and i will point out specific things that i'm like that takes talent that's good but i could not be more meh about a song I will say that the times that I did hear other bands, I heard influences that that we just talked about, but I heard very blatant, uh, All Right is one of the songs on the album that is very, what's the British, Keen. It sounds a lot like a Keen song to me, which I like Keen. Keen's good. And then the the one that they probably wouldn't take as an insult, but I mean it as an insult, (laughs) is the song All Alone. That's fucking Maroon 5. The, okay. It's completely Maroon 5. And I'm sorry, but... <laughs> I see that. How is that an insult? Come I on. I really, really don't like Maroon 5. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I often wonder with bands like this, how much the producer yeah. gets to weigh in yep. on the actual writing process, right? Because a producer like that, who's number one hit after number one hit after number one hit, gets to walk in and say, you do this... You got a million bucks done, yeah. you know? And so you end up with Maroon 6 songs and Keen songs and they have Carry On. It's kind of this folksy song, but I'd rather hear Flogging Molly right here. I'd rather hear them. I want the song Carry On in the hands of a real right. folk band. You know what else I don't like about this album, Sven? Tell me. There's a lot of fake applause in this album. Ah, the tracks. It's, the, the, it's cl- weird. The crowd it's, tracks I don't really, yeah. I don't get it. I'll agree there. I Those are cringy moments for me. I think I've gone through every single song. The last thing that I'll say about this album, this is the first time, I'm not trying to be a dick, I'm just being honest, that when I sat down on Saturday night with a whiskey and just turned this on, Every single time that we've done that, even if I kind of wasn't getting it. Oh, I finally found the thing that broke David. When I sat down with a whiskey and turned this on and I was relaxed and I was comfortable, man, I did not enjoy myself at all. (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) So not really much more I can say is I just, boy, I did not like this album. (laughs) I'll say this for those of you that have listened to the podcast, the other episodes, I would listen to ADHD five times again before I would listen to this. Ooh, <laughs> wow. And like I said, I'm trying to open myself up more a little bit to, to pop music. Yeah, honestly, I love that part of what we're doing. I want those boundaries pushed. I want, yeah. I want to be taken out of my comfort zone. And that means that, yeah, occasionally we're going to give each other albums we don't yeah. like. That's the whole fucking point, yeah. right? Yeah. We've been having really great interactions with a few people that are listening. We just premiered this shit and we've already got really great interactions with people. One week they're writing us saying, yay, yeah, so I'm totally on board with Sven. Sven knows what he's talking about. And then the next week, no, yeah. actually, yeah, David, yeah. David's right. Yeah. That's what's awesome about music and, and that's why we're doing totally. this. Is we, I love totally. it. Totally. A lot of times mainstream stuff, I feel, gets really watered down musically 
so that it, it yes. appeals to the masses. In that regard, I felt this was an easy one to get into if you were really into musicality or rock or even some jazz and blues and things like that. That's some nights. That's the review. Also, Sarah Goss did not like it either. Well, Sarah. Her Amazon review. This is a long one, Sven, so Ugh. buckle up. One out of five stars. I didn't like the CD. That's it. Sarah. That's, that's her review. Sarah, Sarah, Sarah. <laughs> Sarah, Sarah, Sarah. Did you just not like the physical CD? Was it scratched upon arrival, upon purchase? Influences, influences, kind of what we talked about. Maroon 5 and yep. Elton John. and I hear some of that. I hear some like their harmonies. I hear sometimes some Queen. Yeah. Fine wine or skunk beer? You already know my answer to yeah. this. Uh, skunky is, as hell. Do you... I think that there are maybe two tracks on this that would fall into the fine wine, and the rest are just uh, skunk beer. Never mind the Bullocks Award. They only have two yeah. albums. I don't think it's a full length, is it? Oh, so maybe they only have one. Either way, this is it. John Paul Jones Award. I think this album would have been way better with a different producer. Yeah. I think if they would have turned away from a pop producer and gone with more of a John Leckie or a super indie producer, you know what I mean? Right. That kind of brought more of that folksy, piano-y vibe out from them. I'm honestly going to leave it how it is. All right. The John Popper Award, best hook. Well... I mean, the, yeah, it's the some nights. The some nights I wish this was yeah. would all end. You know, I, it, it's a it's a great hook. I somehow found myself in possession of all the track stems for this, so I have the acapella. Oh, really? Of just that. It just the acapella of that line. The some nights. There's something powerful there that I think when you add everything else back in, it almost takes away Take, from yeah. it a little bit. So for my Eddie Van Halen award, I actually have in the same song, and it is the lyrics, the, the oh, come on, and they start come adding on, on the to bell the, oh, tones, like the chords that build, stack up yeah. above it. Yeah, that's pretty. I really like when he does yes. that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Surfer Rosa Award, n- not at all. The first four songs, it's a pop album. The first three and then like the last three or something. It's like half the album, but it, it's kind of split. The middle is where they shove some filler. Time Your Life Award, I really don't like One Foot. That's physically painful for me to just keep hearing that intro happen yeah. over and over. But I actually am going to go with stars because stars is just it runs the gamut of shit for me it's it's a good thing in the background just completely ruined with this terrible singing do you have a worse song it gets better it's true it does get better that's about my least favorite everything else gets better best songs what are your top three songs on this Sven? i love what you hate so stars yeah, I mean, you picked it, dude. That's your that favorite? That's what you picked, right? I went two for two tonight. Hey, You did. You did. And just to rub salt in the wound, I loved the weird auto-tune, Ugh. 500 copies of himself. Then some nights. Yeah. It, yep. It's a good feeling from the get-go. We Are Young. That's your number three. Also, probably just because I've heard it the most out of all of them. So like it, it probably just got beat into my head. It might not be the best yeah, song. The one the best. Matrix told you was your favorite. My three yep. are my third favorite is Why Am I the One? I don't even really like that song. <laughs> but it's my third favorite. Number two is the actually the <laughs> intro to the album. Oh. I kind of feel like they failed at what they're trying to do, but I still like it. It's still I like the chord progression and I, I like the orchestral elements that they're trying to add. Uh, but yeah, my number one favorite is Some Nights. It's that's a good song. And I'm sure that I'll, it'll yeah. be on a running mix for a long time. 
who won the album? I'm going to start trying to picture being kid. 13, 12. I'm going to say for whatever year this came out, when did this come out? 2011? 12, yeah. I'm going to say young concert goers when they came out. This would have been oh, such a fun concert. Yeah. yeah, this is first concert without a chaperone. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Yeah. The producers. So I guess, I guess mostly it was Jeff Basker. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's kind of what takes the whole album. The band is great. Performances are great and everything. But Yeah, when you have an album that's this the, poppy, the, there's a... The glue that holds it all together, yeah. Sven, why don't you go ahead and rate this album? I'm going to stick on my Baker's Dozen scale and give this one a 11 out of a Baker's Dozen. Wow. So it's pretty close to up there all the way. Man. Room for improvement. Sven really likes this album. That's I'm going to be probably a little bit on the lower end. (laughs) Just a little bit, probably. I gave this 2 out of 10 Girls blasting their song in their Jetta. Ooh. We also should probably have a comment because this is the lowest I've rated an album. I gave ADHD a three out of 10. Yeah. A three out of a 10 is just one that I kind of want to ignore. A two out of 10 is more of it's everywhere. <laughs> you can't get away from it. Yeah. And then one out of 10 is a, I can't even stay in the same room if, <laughs> if it comes on. This is close then, huh? It's a solid two out of 10. There's a song I like on it, so there's no way in hell that... The, uh, yeah. <laughs> That's it. That's fun. And White Trash Heroes, some very mixed feelings. We learned about some new bands. We heard some new music. Thank you, everybody, for listening. I really want to thank Archers of Loaf and the Archers of Loaf team for letting us play. It means a lot, especially with these older bands, that we can try to keep albums like this alive. As an old music guy, I don't want music like this disappearing. I want people to keep buying the vinyls and listening to it, which the White Trash Heroes vinyl is beautiful, by the way. It's this beautiful white vinyl. I love it. Versecoursefirst.com. Contact us there. You can listen to episodes there. We're very active on Instagram, at versecoursefirstpod. Sven is starting to kill it with the YouTube. So we are on YouTube. He's got them premiering midnight every Sunday night. We're everywhere. We're iTunes, Spotify. If you're on iTunes, rate the podcast because that helps us. And download if you're on Spotify. Like or subscribe if you're on YouTube. Yeah, all the things. If you see thumbs up, likes, hearts, click those things please do come back next week next week's gonna be fun we're gonna do a little bit of uh crossfire reviews we're gonna take a bunch of new music and we're gonna review it quickly Sven, as always it's been lovely talking to you this evening my pleasure we will see you next week